Hello, and welcome to Franchise Surprise. The only podcast where peoples is peoples. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm Nick Lathan. I'm Rip Camelucci. And I'm Peyton Lynch. And today we're covering Muppets Take Manhattan. Hell yes, Ooh. we are. Only two <laughs> entities have taken Manhattan in my lifetime, <laughs> and they are the Muppets and Jason. Actually, Muppets took it before my lifetime. So this is yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I was about to say, I was like, were you alive for this? The only person that has taken Manhattan in my lifetime is Jason. <laughs> and he had to wrest it from the control of the Muppets. Yes. Oh, my God. Forget Freddy versus Jason. Jason versus Muppets? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New line. I'm ready to see Holler Miss Piggy us. take him down with her crazy eyes. Oh my god, those eyes! In this one—they were exquisite. <laughs> okay, they were exquisite. <laughs> I'm gonna say these are the best Piggy angry eyes. So <laughs> but before we get into that, we gotta talk about block. Blockbuster box office type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The top rentals at Blockbuster Video. No, I'm just kidding. God, um, I wish. There I are some. I wish big- they kept that data and released it to the public. <laughs> hey, IMDb, aka Amazon, aka Bezos. That's right, Bezos. We're talking to you directly because we know we you're know the one you. who. You intentionally made IMDb and Box Office Mojo suck. But, um,. I just love that we're going after like every single corporate entity on this podcast. That's what this absolutely. That's what the strike has done to us, people. We're just attacking everybody. When I say we, (laughs) when I say we, I mean mainly me, who calls everybody out by name. But anyway, this movie came out July thirteenth, nineteen eighty four. And Rip, I'm going to ask you, what do you think was number one at the box office at this at this point in nineteen eighty four? I mean, Ghostbusters. Bingo, baby. Yeah. I, 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 watching, watching this movie, I had fun thoughts of uh, the, the shooting schedules overlapping uh, amongst <laughs> the New Yorkers. But this one had the, uh, the, the express uh, uh, endorsement of the Honorable uh, Mayor Ed Koch. Yeah, they had to hire an actor for <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which, like, you know, to be honest, I mean, you know, I think Ghostbuster kind of nailed it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> although, I, I, although I actually, <laughs> Ed Koch does kind of, like, neg himself, because he even says, look, if if the frog can balance the budget, I'll hire him. It's like, why the fuck am I voting for you if you can't balance the fucking budget? How many times have I voted for you, Ed Koch? <laughs> And then what came what? after Ed Koch? Rudy Giuliani. Oh, God. Could you imagine um, if, like, the incentive to find the frog was, like, you could save the lives <laughs> of one Broadway musical? <laughs> of one Broadway musical. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Get this man out of here. Can we rewatch <laughs> Ghostbusters and cover that? Um, <laughs> we have not ruled was, out. Was Ghostbusters number one, or you're just saying it was out? Oh yeah, time? it was number one. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the summer of '84. Ghostbusters fucking <laughs> reign supreme. Yeah. <laughs> I assure uh, you, sir, he has no dick. 
<laughs> I'm just picturing Kermit, like the puppet, just looking down and looking up, go, and then looking like at the camera. Anyway, <laughs> I don't think making Jim his Henson gulp was... face. The... Yeah, Jim Henson wouldn't stoop that that low to humor. Anyway, uh, well, they did. They did say Kermit was in a nudist colony in the yo. Spoon, so. This all right. I know we keep interrupting, <laughs> but th- I just need to say for the first time before we hit the five minute mark that this movie is wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just a series of vignettes. It's like it's very yeah. episodic. It's like yeah. sketches. It's like a, it's like, it's the closest thing we get to a Muppet sketch movie. <sighs> I think. Uh, anyway, number two at the box office is another movie near and dear to my heart as the Last Starfighter. I love that movie so much. Uh, directed by uh, Nick Castle, who played uh, the shape in the Halloween. Shape. He also directed Major Pain. Um. And then who else? And also the uh, friend of the show, uh, <laughs> Tom Atkins, uh, played a character uh, <laughs> named Nick Castle in John Carpenter's The Fog. Okay, he's a friend of the show. Yeah. I feel like we know him. <laughs> uh, we talked about him enough, Dr. Jane Chalice. We, uh, every time I drink a high life, I think about it. Every time I abandon my children to go investigate uh, <laughs> something with an attractive woman, but get beer on the way, and then forget to call out of work. I think about Doctor Dan Chalice, aka yeah. Tom Atkins. Anyway, uh, number three was Muppets Take Manhattan. So, hey, number three is that the best? Well, I guess we didn't have exact numbers, but that seems pretty high. I feel for like Muppet, for a Muppet movie, I feel like since the first movie came out uh, and like was in the top ten of the year, it probably did. Yeah, probably oh, that's true. One. Yeah, uh, I forget what the numbers were for the Great Muppet Caper. I think it was six or something, but maybe not. Yes, it was number six. So yeah, moving on up, and then. Um, Number four was a movie I do not like called The Karate Kid. That's right. I'll go on the record. I don't like The Karate Kid. That, that fucking, the OG one? Yeah, that fucking Peter Cetera song. Fucking hate it. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> I love Chicago, though. Uh, number five is another movie we cover called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Pretty Just good. another little movie. No, yeah, no, pretty no, good. Another no, no, no film. Uh, <laughs> I see numbers. <laughs> what you got the short round figure? Where'd you get that? Uh, Target clearance. Uh, and it was clearance because the bubble was coming off, which is why it's out of the package right now. Oh, oh, let me speaking of Target. I uh, I went there today and found Jackie Brown on Blu-ray. That movie is fifty dollars <gasps> or over on Amazon. Like you cannot fucking find it. Oh, that's nice. I got it for like sixteen dollars. I was like, last what? Fucking, one of the last fucking Blu-rays you might be able to get at Target for fucking real. It was. <laughs> I was like, I said out loud, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> What's a dame like you doing at a place like this? Yeah, number Hand six. Over and it's Robert De Niro just taking a huge <laughs> rip of a bong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six is Bachelor Party, a Tom Hanks Ooh. like little raunchy comedy. That used to watch. I don't it. know that. I don't know that. Oh, one. that. Oh, it, that movie was on Comedy Central all the time, and it is a mainstay of HBO like late at night. And was uh, apparently like one of the first movies my parents went on a date to. Oh wow! Yeah, we don't have we to talk about that anymore. I was going to say we can get them on the pod, get them to tell that story. Uh, but it is very young Tom Hanks in a very raunchy comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, number seven, Cannonball Run Two. As you've noticed, uh, we've we've covered this is number two. I think this is number two <laughs> at the box office when Temple of Doom yeah. opened. Uh, number eight, Conan the Destroyer. Okay. Number nine, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Uh, the Star Trek movie in which Christopher Lloyd plays a Klingon and he's the villain. Uh, a lot of people. This is this is the better of the uh, odd number Star Trek movies. And speaking of uh, Christopher Lloyd, I know this comes out in December, but this past weekend from recording it, we just watched uh, uh, Over the Garden Wall uh, for our yearly viewing. If you mm-hmm. haven't, what a delightful autumnal watch. No longer on Max, but currently on Hulu. On Hulu, always been on Hulu. Really? Yeah, I've always watched it on Max. Uh, and then of course, assholes online got to jack up the price of the fucking DVD once it got taken off Max. Anyway, uh, number ten, a movie we will cover on this podcast: the Sylvester Stallone. Uh, <laughs> Dolly Parton vehicle. Rhinestone. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, man. I uh I got uh Regina gifted me the book uh Last Action Heroes and what, the part about Rhinestone is just so fucking funny. Cause that was Sly going It's like, hey, uh yeah, I can mix it up. I don't have to be I don't have to be Rocky or Rambo. He sings in that movie, doesn't he? Apparently so. It is a musical. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a prime example of there's nobody around this person saying no. <laughs> like peak. I powers. mean, Rocky won. Rocky won an Oscar. So well, yeah, he's gonna say no to that. And yeah, like every you know other movie he's making, he's making like a hundred million dollars left and right. Yeah, like, yeah. Who's gonna tell him? To, who says no? <laughs> that uh i uh rip you especially i recommend reading that book especially the part where uh so arnold does twins and like is very funny in twins and the slides like I, I can do twins oh so is that where the uh throw mama from the train or stop, stop my mom will shoot that's what the one it is <laughs> so like he tries so so sly i think tries to get the team who made that movie to make him a movie. And everybody's like, ah, I guess <laughs> the money's right. And then they like, that's how we got stop or my mom will shoot. And, um, anyway, well that, and also it was, uh, there's the story. I mean, this is probably apocryphal. This is the way, uh, Schwarzenegger says it, but like, because they were, you know, so competitive at the time, uh, like the script for stop or my mom will shoot was like, going around and uh schwarzenegger thought it was shitty and wanted stallone to do it so he told his people to say that he's interested in it Mm -hmm. to make stallone want to jump on it and then had a nice little laugh to himself when he did it yeah Uh, anyway great book and Uh, then he went and did junior so well, that was years later. I will. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I fucking love Junior. <laughs> I will watch that movie whenever it is on, which it is never on. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but I, I've i watched that movie way more than Twins. Uh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I, I really, know. I haven't seen Stopper, My Mom Will Shoot since I was a kid, but I remember liking it a lot as a kid, so... 
I'll say that. Uh, I'll also say uh, it's a it's a, a Junior's an Emma Thompson banger as well. It's a sneaky true, true, Emma true. Thompson banger. <laughs> I th- also think it may have one of those uh, one of those best original song nominations for that one lady. <laughs> that one lady, you know, the lady, the lady who has like a billion. <laughs> oh, that lady. <laughs> Anyway, that's the top ten. All right, let's talk about Muppets Take Manhattan. Muppets. <laughs> Let me tell you, folks. This uh, this one this one's up there. It ju- it jumped up. I was like, it's you know, good. I was I know I was I was knocking the last one a little bit, but this <laughs> one I'm like I'm I'm all in, baby. Yeah, yeah. I this- um, boy, I had a real good time watching this movie, and I've had I've had a shit fucking day in this movie. Like, the Muppets are always, always you can rely on them to do is pull you out of a goddamn funk. Mm-hmm. Which is saying a lot, because this one, the, this one is, is kind of, um, it's, like, slightly more pessimistic than some of the other Muppets. Like, like how in the first movie, they, they just get a meeting with, with, uh, Lou Lord and, and immediately get a movie. This movie's kind of like starts with the opposite of that, of like they get a meeting and then they can't get anybody to buy their show. It's actually Here's, pretty fun how it plays on that in that first yeah. meeting yeah. too. Yeah, because you think it's gonna be just like it's, it. like, it's what like, the fuck? it's it parallels it so much. Here's what happened: the suits at TriStar were like, <laughs> listen, where we want to be in the Muppets business, but. So far, the canon's kind of messed up. We're kind of confused by the canon, so we're just going to reboot the franchise right out the gate. We're gonna. We may do this later with Spider Man. We're not sure. Anyway, we're gonna. We, we're crazy. We're gonna reboot some stuff. So we're gonna reboot the Muppets. But I wanted to be. It's New York in the eighties. Got to be gritty. Yeah, it's it's got to be a little cynical. It's it's New York yeah. City. Come on. Gotta be gritty. Anyway, Ain't nothing I, easy here. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's all. Uh, go ahead. I was in a, I was just looking at my notes, but um, anyway, go ahead, Peyton. It's also cool because it. Um, I I remember watching a behind the scenes or something because this is the. I think this is the first movie directed by Frank Oz, um, and uh, Jim really wanted him to do it so that he could get that experience and sort of so he could relax a little bit and focus on different projects so he was just sort of performing kermit instead of having his producer hat on i think like labyrinth Um, Labyrinth came out like 80 yeah i think yeah yeah, i think that's i think he was busy working on developing labyrinth but um it's 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 a cool movie because like we get to see kermit kind of like in a really different way in this movie and like kermit gets to be like he's still the straight man but he also gets to have fun and do like some goofy stuff um and Mm. and you Mm. see like see yeah Mm. and you get to see like how kermit is outside of like the muppets which is interesting too um so yeah i think frank did went in a really interesting direction with with this movie yeah exactly well and also this is a wonderful yeah again just kind of uh, 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 chops generating because in two years he does Little Shop, which is mm-hmm. like, f- God damn, that's been on TV a lot lately, and I'll I'll pop into that every single time, and it's and it yeah, it, it, and it looks 
fucking incredible every single time. Um, I'll also say this. This movie felt like a little bit more... You're allowed. Go ahead and say it. Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate the, the platform. Um, <laughs> this one felt like a little bit more like emotionally developed as well. Yes. Like, yeah. Everything we have like a, a, it has a, a yeah. extra layer to it. It feels like it has a more mature sensibility yeah. to it than the first two. Yeah. I will say this. So I've talked about this on the Fast franchise. I hate it when they're split up. Yeah. In this case, it's the opposite. Them splitting yeah, up. Yeah, they... They pull it out pretty well. Oh, God. This is... Take note, original <laughs> film and One World or whatever Vin Diesel's company's called. One this Race. Is ha- one Race. There, thank you. Uh, <laughs> this is how you split up a family and pull it off. We need to just send Vin some Muppet Blu-rays. <laughs> on, like no return address, but just with like a note, just being like, "Look and study the cameos and splitting the family up." God damn it! The cameos are so fucking good at this. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, which, which one uh, was your favorite? I. It's a toss up for me between Gregory Hyde. I, no, it's Dabney Coleman. Dabney Coleman was my favorite one. He's so funny. He's so there funny. <laughs> I I he what's what's he say? Uh what singing and dancing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Just fucking lighten up a lung dart. Right this movie's wild for like things like smoking, things like <laughs> animal sexually assaulting a lady. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. I wrote down animal chasing a woman. Very problematic. Uh, yeah, the cat calling, or should I call it pig calling? The t- toxic <laughs> relationships up and down the banner. Um, uh, but when it comes to cameos, I was gonna say I'm split between Elliot Gould and Gregory Hines. Yeah, uh, which El- one's Gregory Hines? The, he's uh, the jogger. he's the the roller. Yeah, skater. he was the joggers roller skater. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. You gave mine has to. You gave Ginny the huggies. The huggies. The <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. They're just friends. <laughs> Listen, keep the skates. I never use them anyway. I just like to run around in shorts. Yeah. <laughs> mine. Mine has to be Joan Rivers and and Miss Piggy oh, working, that, that, working at the. That, <laughs> that scene. That scene is so good. So that like, had it's to such been comedic gold. It had yeah. to yeah. be. That, that, that scene felt the most like a bit from the show. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> until you gave me like the context of this being like a pseudo sketch movie, I, I, I was watching that earlier going like, what is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> this really does feel like the Muppet show, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And which is a very good thing. Cause you got musical numbers, you got, you know, um, so like you know the guest stars yeah. or whatever then like little sketches with those guest stars mm-hmm. and then you know anyway all these different set pieces and like odd oddball characters and bits and stuff yeah well uh the the 3d movie with the flying fish like that's yeah. so good oh my god that sh- <laughs> when fucking new zealand showed up and i was i was and i was like i was like oh this is perfect fucking the movie's called like attack of the killer fish 
Yeah. And then New Zealand's going to throw his fucking boomerang fish. This is, yeah, I was like, this is and perfect. It, it, Swedish chef's here with his human hands. As always, whenever he shows up with his human hands, it's perfect. Have we talked about why he has human hands? Well, I assume it's because he's got to cook. It's so yeah. he can cook. Yeah. Well, the story behind hold up, hold up. it is that... Let him cook. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently this is the story behind it, where it's like... Uh, the so the head is Jim Henson, and then the hands are Frank Oz, and then they were doing they were doing the bit, and then they forgot like Frank Oz forgot to put the gloves on, and they were just like, oh so it's just it was just his human it was just hands. his human hands, and they were like fuck it that's funny let's just keep it that, that is way. funny that is funny I didn't hear that I haven't heard that story that's good anyway uh shit's so good um. All right. Something. Oh, go ahead. I just want to get it out of the way. I talk about it every yes. episode. The back of Scooter's uh, eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they scare you. The first, the first two <laughs> movies, they're blacked out. And this one, they're not. So from behind, you just see eyes. <laughs> from behind his eyes. <laughs> I don't know if it's better or worse. <laughs> Anyway, that Sounds is this like is a pitch been... for the movie Oculus. <laughs> <laughs> or like, what was that fucking movie, the eye transplant movie, where is the, the eye o- of a killer? The, the I think eyes? it's the, the eye. eye. The yeah, eye. I think it's the eye. With yeah. Jessica Alba? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, this has been uh, Nick's Scooter Eye Update. <laughs> uh, the Gonzo bit was great. Uh, where he's with the water Which one? Skiing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all their individual, good. like what they were doing yeah. out while their letter was being read. The the Ralph with the the dog boarding. Oh, yeah, man, it always great. tickles me seeing Ralph carrying a, an actual dog. Yeah, that's that's, that's a fucking note I put. <laughs> Ralph holding a real dog. Uh, you bring up Gonzo. This little bit with fucking Gonzo in that scene though, as well with the other dogs. Yes. Just, like yeah. just completely attacking the one dog for having what was it schnookums or whatever schmoop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go in a dog hotel that was a dog prison his name <laughs> is schnookums schnookums uh, yes James Coco <laughs> oh. loves rubber rubber Wall Street Journal oh god <laughs> uh, well I was gonna say with Gonzo uh, going back to the Dabney Coleman bit after yeah <laughs> after all after all that shit with Dabney Coleman. Uh, like C- Camilla's, of course, like out of breath and has to get yeah. like Gonzo has to give her mouth to mouth, <laughs> and then Miss Piggy asks, like, "Is Camilla okay?" He's like, "Yeah, but I think we're engaged." And then he does this little eye wiggle. Oh, I love the eye wiggle. <laughs> and like, like, ha ha ha, and I just got me. little Groucho wiggle. Yeah, it got me good. Oh, that was so funny. Uh, also, again, not to be jumping around like we are, but whatever. Uh, another thing that matter. makes this That's movie fucking wild is. is that yeah is that is that Miss Piggy gets mugged in Central Park in broad daylight <laughs> by Richard Hunt. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, God. And then she beats him up, <laughs> and he tells the police she stole my purse. <laughs> Uh, it's funny when he starts like taking the stuff out of her purse too and she has like a saw in yeah. there, like, like <laughs> and you know what's great that those women show up and like help her yeah like yeah, that just shows yeah. solidarity <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Miss Piggy's hair in this is peak 80s that's I mean 
The two women that had the same hairstyle in 1984, <laughs> Kate Capshaw and Miss Piggy. The whole movie's so 80s, man. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I again from like a content thing, like there's so much in this movie that does not age well. But yeah. But it's that's just every fucking movie from the 80s. Yeah, it makes it a fun time capsule. It for really, sure. really does. Yeah. All the all the the diner scenes are great. Love those. We get yeah, all our yeah. with the rat family. Uh frog the precursor the precursor to trashing the camp. The scene with all the 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 rats c- cooking in the kitchen oh. while they're singing like a little jazz thing. Yeah, this is a uh, the proto ratatouille. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love the line. Uh, frog wants a job. Rats want job. What's next? Penguins? And then the penguins come walking <laughs> to try to get a job. Um. Oh, then we got the 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 cameo from uh, what's his oh, God? What's his name? Twilight Zone, Blues Brothers, John Landis. I'm forgetting names right now. <laughs> but uh, his little a uh, frog with an afro. <laughs> that whole bit when Kermit's playing that that character is so fun. I just love that as soon as he's done, he like he just gets. I was like, <gasps> he's like out of breath after the. <laughs> yeah, that, that took a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you really saw like Henson really really fucking work Kermit like yeah. Crazy he swung. He, he really swung for the fences range, with Kermit in this one. Yeah, range on this frog. Yeah, I um. This is the note I took, but I don't know if it's like because of the cinematography or because they use like a. But like all the Muppets look a little darker. Like they do, yeah. Like just looking at your Zoom background, Peyton. Like Kermit does. Like it's like a darker shade of green. It's a darker green, yeah. Yeah. Like Janice and everybody. everybody yeah, Janice. Yeah, darker. definitely Janice. Yes, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's an overall Muppet thing or just a camera thing. You know. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. They might have made them, might have, might have made, might have made, um, they might have tried to make them look more vibrant yeah. or something. I or more gritty. That. Yeah, or more gritty. This is a gritty there's movie. Some, there's some songs that pop off in this one, too. I was going to say, this, this, the soundtrack, they're either like bangers or they're good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, Together the Again same- is a great, mm-hmm. like, uh, motif to keep coming back to and also mm-hmm. like played into the plot itself which was fucking beautiful to see the saying goodbye song is so sad yeah. my i remember in high school that was one of the options for like our grad song and i really wanted them to vote for it but nobody knew what it was oh those pieces of shit but they, <laughs> what <ended up> <sighs> i don't know i don't remember <laughs> so some forgettable song it wasn't graduation day by vitamin C, so I don't know what it what was. Else, what else could it be? <laughs> that reminds me of like songs and like movies that like meant a lot to you at the time, but then like you look back, you're like, oh yeah, I, don't, I like that a lot. <laughs> like I, I've been weeding out my DVD collection. I'm like, I'm fucking never watching this shit again. Like this is like a big movie in my high school. I was like, Fuck it. no, I'm not watching that shit. Why do I still have Saving Silverman on DVD? <laughs> 
<laughs> I oh, I was obsessed with Saving Silverman. We all were. We all were. <laughs> it, 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 it's amazing it, it, we're all not just giant Neil Diamond fans. <laughs> <laughs> that that and Bachelor Party just played on repeat on Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what movie I picked out, and I was like, really. I'm like what the fuck is this still though? <laughs> Another <laughs> random movie that I watched, I I had it on VHS, a VHS that was like a promotional copy for like video stores that my uncle got at a flea market of the movie Out Cold, which is a snowboarding comedy that has a, <laughs> a, a sneaky good cast. Yeah. Galifianakis, Dave Keckner, Thomas Lennon, uh, Lee Majors. Uh, Victoria Stillstead, Playmate of the Year. Uh, uh, some other people in it as well. Um, fucking uh, uh, Pam's first uh, fiance. What's his name? He's in it. Um, uh, uh, fucking. It's it's basically a fucking comedic Casablanca on a mountain. Like no. you go beat for beat, and it's like, oh, you're just doing Casablanca, but a stoner snowboarding comedy. <laughs> That's funny. Like I, I, a friend of mine that was like his that was listed as his favorite movie, uh, like on like Facebook or whatever. And he, I was like, really? It's like you like that movie? Because oh yeah, I fucking love that movie. I watched I was like, it out cold so much, and I don't know why. It's like a like Stay Tuned was one that I watched a lot. Growing, I up. think that was like the first movie that the Mullets did for Married with Movies. I want to say Stay Tuned. Yeah. They should uh, for their for their five hundredth episode or whatever their big milestone episode. They should have me on there to so, to so talk you can about retune. It. Yeah, retuned about stay tuned. Anyway, Peyton, what's a movie that you used to watch a lot that you you're like? Why did I watch that so much? Um, oh, I feel like I just had one and then I forgot it. We're gonna be quiet as you sit there and think. <laughs> I can't think of. <laughs> I, I ought to go back in there and get my like stack of DVDs that I set out because I was like, why do I have this? Like one that like me and my friends with were like obsessed with was Equilibrium, which is like it came out after the Matrix, so everybody just thought it was a Matrix ripoff. But it's like the Matrix, mm. but it just happened to come out like four months <laughs> later. But it stars Christian Bale, Tay Diggs, Sean Bean's in it, and um, it's like a future society where like everybody takes this pill and like everybody's the same and like you have to maintain an equilibrium. But like there's these things called there's these <laughs> these people called clerics that have like they do like m- like martial arts with guns. It's a fucking crazy movie, but I was like when have I ever had the desire to watch this movie and just like going into the throwout pile. Anyway. Uh you know who else was at a at an uncredited cameo in in out cold richard donner dick donner old dick donner himself. <laughs> that's crazy what was he yeah, doing in there i couldn't even tell you oh man i don't know if this i don't uh the first movie that comes to mind is have you guys ever seen drop dead fred yes yeah 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 I don't know. That one's kind of a weird one, but I feel like I would still enjoy it if I watched. Yeah, if it, it, it feels like a movie. It's like it's like it's like in the same category as Labyrinth. Yeah, like, yeah. What, what was that weird fucking movie I watched when I was? A yeah. <laughs> and then like, and then you watch it as you don't. You're like that oh, movie's yeah, no. really dark too. Yeah. it's like really strangely dark. 
And then you watch it as an adult. You're like, no, this movie fucking rules. I was yeah. I was smart to watch this as a child. I was stupid not to watch this as a teenager. <laughs> anyway. This movie, Muppets Take Manhattan, I don't think I saw this when I was a kid. Really? I don't. Yeah, I feel like... And it's interesting because I feel like the humor is kind of more mature. Like, just more... Not mature, but like... Like, it's not inappropriate for children, but it's just like... I don't know if kids would have gotten it as much. Like, it seems like the humor is a little more elevated. Um, and like, I remember hearing about it and being like... Wait, there's a movie where the Muppets try to put a show on Broadway like how have I not seen that like that's exactly right up my alley um so yeah I don't think I saw it until like maybe later in middle school or high school this this oh. this and Muppet Treasure Island the two I've watched the most because yeah, these I, used to play on HBO a lot I don't but think um I I think this may have been my first time watching it fully through really uh, yeah because oh, wow. I like a year ago I I started a, mu- a full Muppet, basically what we're doing for this season. Um, mm-hmm. But I skipped around a little bit. And so I did Muppet movie and then I did, then I started this back when it was like streaming on like prime or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just got, it just got fucking waylaid, but I was fully on, like full on expecting to get all sorts of like feels at the beginning of this uh, just because I was able to, like something with the more recent Muppet movie um, that like really connects with me is like the, the longing to like get your friends back together to do a show, not just like doing a show with your friends, but like specifically like, and especially with them, like just being post-college and like, they're kind of going into that post-college haze. Like what the fuck do we do? I was like really getting ready to like, oh man, this is reminding me of all my friends from college and the shows we used to do, and now I'm gonna feel things. But it didn't fully get there, uh, which I honestly did appreciate that it it didn't just try to emotionally manipulate you like every fucking movie does now. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I also paid. I, I recall uh, you talking on. I think it was the the, the first episode about how like the 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 first movie and like this movie are like some of the like the few muppet movies that actually like center like they are the muppets are like the actual center of right right yeah and all the people like are pretty much just set dressing essentially yeah Yeah. i also feel like the themes of this one are a little more um uh nuanced too like i think it's really interesting that all the Muppets decide to separate because they feel like they've become a burden to Kermit yeah. and that like they're, they're like holding him back. And that's just such a, a, a mature idea to present to children of like, of like having to separate yourself from your friends. So you're not holding them back or, or 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 being a burden or becoming a burden to them yeah like that's such a thing that like you don't think about at all as a kid so i just think it's it's it takes it's it goes in a really different direction that that you wouldn't expect the muppets to go in and it makes it really interesting i i another go ahead i say i I know a couple of people that could have watched this movie 
could have got, got that fucking message. Definitely uh, have lost some friendships because of that. Anyway, yeah, man. Well, this is it's is this like the realest Muppet movie so far that we've encountered? Yeah. Like, man, this is fucking this is real. This is fucking dropping some truth here, though. Over here trying to better myself and also chase Kermit- my dreams, and then people just get pissed off for it. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why the decision I'm making for my betterment of my life is pissing you yeah. off. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> also, Kermit gets hit by a car in this. Yeah, I, the way that the way that they film that too of when he gets hit by the car, and then the people on the street like all turn to look. Like you're like Kermit's dead. What if What if the rest of the movie is just in in him in a coma? No, like he never comes out of it. <laughs> Let's start that theory and put it on Reddit.com. <laughs> Another that, uh, uh, thing that I was happy they didn't take the opportunity. I was like preparing myself to be emotionally mm-hmm. manipulated when like throughout the whole movie, Kermit says like, it's still missing just that something. It's still missing. The, the the show's missing just like that something. I can't put my finger on it. And like, you know, it, it could be like, oh, it was, it, they could have gone a million different emotional directions with it. And instead it was just like, no, no, I just needed the rest of these fucking freaks. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's funny that the thing that Kermit said that it needed is like it just needed a bigger cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too Willing funny. to work for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my brother my brothers and I are always quoting the the monologue that the the cafe owner I forget what his name is, the cafe owner says of like Oh, Pete. Uh, Pete. Pete. People is people's is people's. <laughs> Man, I uh, I wrote this in a letterbox review, but I just want to know uh, how many theaters got shut down when people <laughs> rioted after seeing Elliot Gould's cameo. Because like I'm pretty sure they like people were like. It was like the most elated they've ever been in their lives. And they're like, they're like, life could never be as good as this moment. Like, I know we say ACAB all the time, but there's one cop who's not a bastard. And that is Elliot Gould in this movie. And what's Kermit's line? I gotta, I gotta sign the contract and kill him. <laughs> and kill, yeah. And then he just stops. Wow. well i think like i think i think that's that's actually that scene right there is the reason that new york adopted the slogan you see something say something (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think of uh, this is the second elliot gould cameo i think uh ray liotta gets two cameos in two different muppet movies and then danny trejo gets can't maybe danny trejo holds the record wouldn't shock me I feel like Danny Trejo might be in three of these. Like I'm also including. He's uh, he's actually a Muppet. I think you're including like the TV movies and stuff. I think he might be an honorary Muppet though. Like for real. Like so. Here's the thing about Trejo that I've like heard. I've got garnered from like interviews with him, but also just like he's made a felt. He is. He is. (laughs) (laughs) Which is honestly like what got him through prison. Is that's that's why he was so easy to kill. And from dusk till dawn, those stakes just went right through that film. But also that like he is just down to fucking work. Like if you reach out to him or or through his representation or whatever, like 
he'll <laughs> do it. He just fucking yeah. loves to work. And like that, I, I love that. And I love that the Muppets are taking advantage of that. <laughs> I feel like Danny Trejo has that that mindset that's like, hell yeah, this is the greatest job ever. Yeah. Why would I not do it all the time? Uh, I mean, not to compare uh, Danny Trejo to Jack Nicholson, but it's like the stories you hear about uh, Nicholson on uh, 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 the Few Good Men set, where like they're telling him like, "Oh, you you don't need to be here for cruises lines. We can have mm-hmm. your body double here." And it's like, no, he did every take with Cruz the same intensity. He's like, "I fucking love this." Yeah. Uh, I just I just love hearing stories about people love making movies because it, it's it really is fun. Like and not yeah. many people get to goddamn do it. Yeah, and it shouldn't be a burden or a chore when you get to because you get to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Dan yeah, that's Trino the worst. That's the worst when you hear. That's the worst when you hear about like <clears throat> like a nepo baby who hates acting or hates working it's like well then don't do it yeah ben stiller i don't know why i, said ben stiller. I just thought Nippo, baby. check one of two boxes all right i, th- I, th- I think he likes doing what he does i know I'm, i immediately backtracked it but he is a Nippo, baby. oh man uh this movie also uh created the muppet babies which led to the tv show jesus christ i'm grateful to to, to them yeah. for that they're so <laughs> fucking cute they're so cute. cute. They're so cute. Too cute. I said it's that. It's so sad they never use the Muppet Baby puppets again. Yeah, no, I don't know why so I said that so angrily. In, uh, they're so fucking. They're cute. so cute. So cute. <laughs> they, they use them in Break a uh, Pot. They use them in Muppet Family Christmas, uh, the old home movies. Oh, oh, they do. Yeah. I remember that now. All right, yeah. Muppet Babies are cute, but them babies at the end of the movie at the wedding, they fucking scary, ugly. scary. <laughs> what were those little? Mis- they look like pod little pod people dolls. from from <laughs> from Dark Crystal. God, yeah, the the, <laughs> the potato people. <laughs> also, okay, so we have obviously we have Muppets, we have Muppet Babies, we have Sesame Street. Excellent, excellent deployment of the Sesame Street gang because mm-hmm. of course they're all going to be there because it's New York. Um, but <laughs> they're right down the street. <laughs> is Peyton over your let over Miss Piggy's shoulder? Is that the Explorer from Fraggle Rock? Hell yeah, it is. I, okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, because I for again before I saw this, I was always just under the assumption that Muppet Family Christmas is the only thing with all four of those uh, properties. But this also would uh, qualify. Yeah, and I think um, trying to point to it, but I think this guy and maybe the dog from Fraggle Rock are there. I think that, uh, that maybe not. That's probably meant to be a dog from the shelter. From yeah. where? Oh, okay, works. okay. Okay, that makes sense. We also get our first, like, other bears or, like, actual bear-looking bears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, Fozzie without a hat, it needs to stop. (laughs) Well, yeah, bears wear hats. No, that's a frog. Bears wear hats. (laughs) And the last scene where they're in the dressing room, like, looking at each other, and I was like, I don't know who's who. (laughs) Also, I love the fact that it just took one to, to get her, Kermit out of his little amnesia thing. That the decibel, was, the decibel with which you did that, 
Like I didn't hear what you said. It cut it I out. just saw your it mouth cut, move. It, it, the, the sound cut it out. <laughs> Zoom said nah, the decibel with which you said that's high. Uh. I cannot do a quiet high. Yeah, it's gotta be. <laughs> you can't, fucking Garage Band picked it up. You can't so. hit me with an ASMR high. Yeah. <laughs> this. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Can we just do uh, Miss Piggy ASMR? <laughs> Gonzo's eyes were were Kermit. doing some stuff too, and when Kermit was like, "What are you gonna do? Bring home the bacon?" <laughs> <laughs> that was like such a Gonzo was like, "Shit, I can't believe he said that." <laughs> Yo, okay, so. Phil was Constance out of like, pocket on a lot of Phil. those on a lot of those comments. Like, I, even I was like, "My dog! Like, what are you doing?" Um, but even even as Kermit, he was like fucking up. Like, what do you? You can't. You gotta. Piggy's right there, man. He she's she's right there. You can't go hugging and then go. Oh yeah. Oops. Oh, I forgot. You know, like after you just she, come on, man. She, like she's making the effort at this point. She's agreed to also work at Pete's. By the way, no one wants to work anymore. They couldn't keep people out of there. Uh, they hired so many fucking people at Pete's. There were so many goddamn people working there. Well, that's why that he hired Pete Muppets a- because you can pay them under the table. Yeah, yeah. The Brook, literally, because some of them couldn't even get up that high. Anyway, <laughs> the Brooke Shields cameo is really cute too. So yeah, I, I've, I've dated rats before. <laughs> How do you feel about cross species dating? Uh, <laughs> well, I've dated some rats before. If that's what you mean, if that's what you mean. <laughs> oh man, I uh, 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 the Kermit, the Kermit like hospital scene. She asks him, "Are you like?" <laughs> Like gives him like this. I don't know. I forget what the name it is, but it's Italian. And then Kermit looks around, and goes, "I don't really feel Italian." <laughs> I've never. Also, not the way related. she bends his legs back over his head is so fun. And then she twists his arm. The the, the mandible. Yeah. Yeah. Which is he's like his mouth just stuck in the same position. <laughs> this movie's so fucking fun. Ugh. It's so fun. Uh, so I gotta so the sart the there's a scene where they we go gotta to, talk about Sardis oh, yeah so they go to Sardis and and Kermit's plan is to hang up a caricature of himself in Sardis and get all the rats to be like have you heard about the new Broadway producer he's over there he's got a new show <laughs> Manhattan Melodies blah 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 so uh, girlfriend of the show Regina she and I tried to go to Sardis on a Monday. And they were fu- they were fucking closed Monday and Tuesday, oh, and damn. I'm so fucking mad. Um, well, what would you have ordered? Because I have the menu of Sardis up right here. <laughs> Probably just a, the classic spaghetti, since it's an Italian restaurant. But um, but they have Kermit's caricature on display there. That's they like from this could. movie. That's amazing, and that's oh the main gosh. reason why I, I wonder if it's next to Liza Minnelli. I don't think. I think oh, it's on Liza. Column. God damn! <laughs> Just also another person. That you I replace can... me with a frog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just another person that I have like a a genetic affinity towards because my mom was also a gigantic Liza Minnelli fan. 
Lucille too. <laughs> Lu- dude, I'm telling you, her, <laughs> I like you watch Ar- watch Arthur and not develop a crush on her. I you, I defy <laughs> you, it's, it's impossible. Like you will you watch that movie and be like, oh my god, I, this movie this woman's amazing. Anyway, uh, friend of the show Dudley Moore. Rest in peace, anyway. I also love when you referred to Regina, you called her girlfriend of the show. Girlfriend of the me. Not not your not your girlfriend, girlfriend of the show. <laughs> I just love saying friend of the show. It's just funny. Yeah, yeah. We should get some enemies, so we like enemy of the show. Uh yeah, enemy of the show. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> you thought we were talking shit about Ed Koch. Wait till we talk shit about Rudy. I almost went into my impression of Seth Meyers' impression of Rudy Giuliani. Oh man. Yeah, I re- also also I wanna go down the the aisle to the the Kermit Piggy wedding song. Like that's just how it is. Yeah. It's that or nothing. <laughs> it's that or nothing. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I really um Oh, the bit I just wanna highlight this, but the bit that fucking destroyed me was the uh the rat like buttering up the 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 griddle and like skating <laughs> ice skating on fucking yeah. butter pads. <laughs> so good. <sighs> That's such an impressive effect too. Yeah. Oh, I gotta highlight this. My favorite Statler and Waldorf joke. They're putting up the marquee for Manhattan Melodies and they're talking about it. And then Waldorf says, I already bought tickets. And then Statler says, Are they any good? They should be. They're for the next train out of town. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh. God damn it. Shit is good. Anyway, Very good. those are all my notes <laughs> for this movie. Um, trying to think of just some moments. Um, the I can't remember the the producer's name but when when his dad sees him and kermit together and he's like if you're if you're dating i don't want to know or if you're dating i don't want to know about it little <laughs> <laughs> old, old art carney oh man, yeah laugh. here is a movie record speaking of art carney here's a movie recommendation um there is a uh movie called the late show it's a detective movie starring art carney and lily tallman it is fucking phenomenal but like it i'll came, always watch a lily tomlin joint it came out in the 70s this is like pre-9 to 5 lily tomlin and um basically art carney is like it's like what would happen if like humphrey bogart like all those detective types from the 40s like got older and like that oh, that's that's who he used to be was like this type of uh detective and it's like him you know, t- close to retirement, trying to solve this case for Lily Tomlin because her cat goes missing. Yeah, I'd, I'd eat those spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> have you um? Have you seen Can this be the um, picture all for the, of- for the for the podcast? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <For> this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'd have eat you those seen meatballs? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen all of me with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin? Oh, that's so good. Another movie that came out in 1984. All right. I I remember hearing I remember hearing about that movie and being like Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin did a movie together. It's great. And I've it's never a, heard about it. It's, it's good, so funny. It's a good movie. Yeah. I, I think I, I watched it. I watched it go uh, within the past 5 years. Holds up. Just 
Yeah, those are those are movies that I can think of right now, like movies that I remember from childhood, like loving and like I want to revisit them like that movie and like the money pit with Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. That and, one. Um, yeah, that one doesn't not really good. Hold, hold up, in my opinion. But like the burbs, I, all the Shelley. Oh, the burbs for sure. For all the, the Shelley Long the show, movies. <laughs> all the Shelley Long movies like so, have you Hello Again where she like dies and then comes back. And um, I totally and forgot about Troop that Beverly movie. Hills. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the movie where she dies and goes back? I think it's called Hello Again. And like, she, she like her husband's like trying to get her money because she died and all this stuff. It's I remember that one being really funny. Oh, I think I, I think I used to watch that a lot as a kid. And like, that's wow. Yeah. With Shelly Long. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm about to rewatch this movie. It's got a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. (laughs) A suburban housewife chokes to death and is brought back to life by a spell cast by her wacky sister. Yeah, I watched this movie. Oh, yeah. Corbett Burnson is is the husband, I presume. Oh, oh, the best Shelley Long movie, though. Have you two seen Outrageous Fortune with Shelley Long and Bette Midler? Oh, you have to. It's so they're... It's like uh, Bette Midler's like this scam artist person and Shelley Long's like this really serious actress and they're both in the same acting class. And the, I think the guy teaching the class or somebody in the class, they both fall in love with the same guy and then he fakes his death. And then they're both like trying to, they both figure out that it's not him who died and like he turns out to be a scam. I don't know. It's really funny though. It stars... <gasps> Robert Prosky, who also starred in Gremlins 2, The New Batch. <laughs> this movie also came out in 87, and it has a whole, uh, it's one point higher on IMDb, 6.2. <laughs> also got Peter directed Kyle. by Arthur Hiller? <clears throat> Arthur Hiller directed this? It's a fun time. It's a fun time. Man, are we going to have to do a Shelley Long oh. uh, season of the pod? Yeah, yeah. George Carlin's <laughs> in it. <laughs> We gotta watch it. Gotta cover it on the pod. <laughs> they really went off the rails once they did that fucking Muppet season. They just started doing all kinds of crazy. Peyton, whatever movie Peyton said, they just covered it. No context, part of no franchise. He just, they just at one point they were it's just, just Peyton Peyton's picks. Yeah, they were just going. They were just going through Shelley Long's IMDb. And then based off that, Nick really wanted to watch the movie Feds about the two women going through FBI training academy. Oh, I'd watch that. Well, Have you seen Feds? That, no. But based off that, Rich wanted to watch another stakeout and just another stakeout. <laughs> Not the first one. Not no. the good one. Not no. the good one. No, because that was another movie that I watched way too much for zero reason is another stakeout. <laughs> Can we just do a? We're just gonna do a season that's just shit that came on Comedy Central. Used to watch. All oh my the time. gosh, with Mary Gross, what an underrated uh, background actress. Are you talking about Feds or? Yeah, Feds. Feds is fucking great. <laughs> I love Feds. They used to play on Comedy Central a lot back in the day. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Muppet movie. I got nothing else to say about this movie besides it's fucking fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. There, oh, I used to. I, I also think that this movie doesn't have 
the reference to it being a movie in it. I thought it did, but I didn't really catch one. Yeah. I thought there used to. I thought there was one at the end, right before the credits, but oh. I was wrong. No, what so. I'm, what I'm, what I joked about at the beginning is probably yeah. true. They were like, we need to, <laughs> we need to do a soft reboot. Like this yeah. is a whole new story. <laughs> and then the Muppets later on. That is, that is the the Halloween 2018. Yeah, yeah. Forget all the other sequels and just do a direct sequel to the, the legacy. Movie. I do think, I do yeah. think the wedding, the wedding in this movie is canon in the Muppets. I think because they show like a picture of this wedding, but it could just be. I mean, that's kind of the thing I like about the Muppets is like they're yeah, and, and, and not to get off on a, a Spider Verse tangent, I just watched <laughs> it, but like there is no real, real, real canon. Yeah, yeah, you know, like there's certain like it's just whatever they say yeah. relations and stuff like that. <laughs> but like at any given point, like Kermit and Piggy are together, are engaged, yeah. are apart, are disgruntled. Uh, you know, <laughs> like they're they could be anything. Uh, yeah. Well, this and plus this one doesn't have really any fourth wall breaking like the first two. Yeah, guys. yeah. Think, I'm thinking about that. They played that's straight, the beauty. They played it straight down the middle. Yeah, yeah, dark and gritty. Kermit- it's the eighties. It's New York. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, not, I don't end, really like- feel Italian. <laughs> I think at the end, Kermit directly talks to the the audience, but that's about it. He was actually talking to you, Peyton. That uh, that wasn't oh, my, that okay. wasn't in my version. <laughs> that wasn't in your version. <laughs> um, I had a thought, and I forgot what it was. Uh, I think I saw in the cast on IMDb, which we've already gone over their their problems. But I think I saw that like in the cast, uncredited, uh, as like background character. Let me just fucking pull it up. Um, were uh, uh, Bruce Willis uh, and Tobin Bell, Mister and Mrs. Scorsese. Really? Ooh, I wonder if they're in Sardis. Uh, let me pull it up. Where are the Scorseses in the Muppets Take Manhattan? They're just in the background hanging out with, <laughs> with, with Martin. Like, it's like, is that Martin Scorsese? <laughs> Hold up a sign that says no intermission. And we're like, God damn it. This was uh, nominated for an Oscar for uh, the, 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 the best music. Yeah. Oh. I will say this about this, and which is, I think this is why. Muppets Christmas Carol is so good, in my opinion, as well. Muppets Christmas Carol is great, but mm-hmm. uh, I just love, I love Paul Williams. I just love his music yeah. so much. And yeah. that's like, that's that's why I never, like, with these two movies, like, this one, A Great Muppet Caper, I've been like, been like, oh, yeah, music was fine, but like. Yeah, it's not Paul Williams. It ain't Paul Williams, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Williams, baby. It ain't Paul Williams, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever listen to the Muppets and Paul Williams Christmas album growing up? No. Oh, you gotta listen to it. Find that it's classic. I yeah, that existed. Yeah, everyone I knows do about love the John Denver one. Yeah, he did one too. Yeah, I love um, the b- episode they did with Paul Williams because they like built a Paul Williams Muppet. Oh the yeah, fucking thing ever. I think they did a lot of the Muppets. For the guests, like I think maybe just on one season, they had like a Muppet version of the host come out at the end of it. Mm. Kind of a 
be a crazy situation. <laughs> uh, well, do we have anything we we else we want to talk about this movie besides how much we love it? I don't think so. I think it's just a good one. Yeah, it's just a banger. I'm tapped out, man. I mean, that fucking <laughs> Dabney Coleman shit. I like. Dabney Coleman had a fucking chokehold on comedies in the fucking 80s. (laughs) Like, if they were like, hey, we need a guy in a suit and a mustache to, like, be a bad guy or, like, do some weird (laughs) shit. They were like, hold up, I got Dabney on I got Dabney. (laughs) That was, like, uh, half the reason why I watched Boardwalk Empire is because he was in it. And I I was like, oh, old friend, I I haven't seen him so long, Mr. Coleman. (laughs) Oh <laughs> uh, man, let's. I want to look up. Hold up, real quick before we. Uh, oh, I accidentally reloaded. Uh, I need to go on IMDb and see all the. Da- I know he was in nine to five. He was the villain in nine to five. Egotistic, egotistical, hypocritical bigot. He was in war games. Uh, war games. Tootsie, of course. He played Tom Hanks's dad, and you got mail. Man. Of course, IMDb is going to be slow. Uh, what a what a horrible website! All right, we got to eighties. All right, Melvin and Howard. Uh, yep, on Golden Pond, Modern Problems with Chevy Chase. That was another fucking movie I used to watch a lot. Was Modern, Modern Problems, uh, in which uh, Chevy Chase gets ra- uh, irradiated, like with ra- like ra- like toxic waste, and gets superpowers. And it's like, oh, it zany comedy. Um, Cloak and Dagger, uh, watched, used to watch that a lot. Dragnet, of course. Um, yeah, Dabney Coleman was everywhere, man. Anyway, what are y'all going to rate this movie? I'm going to give it five rubber chickens. (gasps) Peyton coming out strong. <laughs> I, I just want to call Peyton out because he he's been giving these. All of them five. are rated five. He's All been, of them. No, are rated you've five. been giving them five stars with a letterbox like Muppet oh. movie four and a half. I'm like I'm like he. I was like he's lying somewhere. Oh, that must be. Where's the truth? I must. Peyton? I think it's because so obviously that ratings from when I first watched it when I was on Letterboxd and not from when I watched it recently, um, because. Back then, I think I was trying to rate it off of the other movies, and the first Muppet movie is not my favorite one out of the series. Mm. But I would say that all three of the original ones for me are five stars. Okay. I'm going to update it right now. Thank you. That's that's all I wanted. (laughs) What are you going to rate? What are you rating? Uh, I'm going four. Okay. I'm going four. Uh, just Just an immensely good time. Um, there definitely, there are some, the, the sketch elements of it, uh, don't necessarily keep you like hanging on throughout the whole, uh, 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 of the, the movie, which in a way is, uh, in itself, its own kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, merit because then you, this like makes it a great movie to just pop on and skip around even, yeah you know, like I'm sure there's a cut where it's just like. Oh yeah, this is the plot cut, you know, where it's like, hey, yeah, if you want to get through the story, here you go. Or it's like, oh yeah, here's all the ex- extraneous stuff. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 a very flexible film, which I like. It could be for many seasons. Um, yeah, for rubby chickens. 
right. four rubber yep. Wall Street journals. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five because I just I just I check my phone once or twice, but other than that, I fucking enjoy it. <laughs> That's my new rating system now. Yeah, how many yeah. Times if you I check your phone, phone or not, <laughs> I also uh, just based on the fact, like I, I normally watch these like while I'm working the day of, mm-hmm. and I just didn't have the fucking time to today, and so I was like, I gotta I gotta crunch this in between work and the pod. And it's only an hour and a half, so it's like, that's fine. That's not the problem. The problem mm-hmm. is if it feels like a slog, which this did not. Not that Caper felt like a slog, but again, you're looking at your phone, things dragging a little bit, but this keeps you. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. It's dynamic. There's lots of stuff going on. Yeah. It's a movie. It's a Muppet movie. It's a movie. movie. <laughs> we get another... Uh, uh, Cows and pigs and chickens and whatevers. And whatevers. They also, they, they <laughs> use that piggy suit again. You know they're always going to use that piggy suit when they... Let me tell you about that piggy suit. <laughs> Best use of the piggy suit so far. They shot it from a great distance. Yes, they You could did. barely tell it was a suit. And I was like, I know a piggy suit when I can see one. Was that during the wet the, during the wedding scene no. when behind them? It's when, uh, when she's roller skating after uh, she's oh, chasing okay, after right. uh, Yeah, that is true. Mugger. Yeah. <laughs> I think that wig hides a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the arms. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the arms. in the movement of the legs. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. So, like, that's a fuck. That's a person in a suit. Yeah, it's a but it's it, it wasn't just blatantly just somebody dressed up walking down the street, like shambling down the street like it's a fucking like weird ass cousin God. it cosplay. Dude, that shit was weird. Very anyway, old beggar woman vibes. Hey, we all got to start somewhere. If Jim Henson hadn't directed that, we wouldn't have gotten Labyrinth. Okay, arms, arms for a miserable woman. Wow, that was gorgeous. Thank Rich. you. It's no Sutton Foster, but... (laughs) Big news today. Yeah. (laughs) What happened? Well, she's not playing the beggar woman. She's playing Mrs. Mrs. Lovett. And Aaron Teviot got cast as uh, Sweeney Todd. Uh, I've never heard his name pronounced like that. That's so funny. Oh, I'm I'm guessing. (laughs) I have no idea how you actually say his name. I think it's Tevate. Tevate? Okay. I think great, but I love I love Tevia because it makes me think of Tevia from Fiddler on the Roof. That's what I thought. I, I was like, I'm talking about Fiddler on the Roof, and then you said Sweetie Todd. I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. There's only one musical, and that's Fiddler on the Roof. I'll tell you, <laughs> there's only one musical, and there's Fiddler on the Roof. That's the only musical. <laughs> I want to see the Muppet. I want to see the Muppets do Fiddler on the Roof. Who's playing Tevia? <laughs> Fozzie? No. <laughs> if I was a rich bet, nope. No. Nope, that I feel like Tevia would be human. Everybody else is a Muppet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, you can follow uh, Peyton, Peyton Cody Lynch on the socials and listen to Queer Movie Night. Where uh, What episodes you got coming out? This, this, uh, this well, episode, the- yeah, this episode comes out. This episode comes out December fifteenth, so you don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that far ahead of time. Sorry, everybody. Some podcast plan stuff. (laughs) You can listen to whatever we had come out recently, which is uh, or before this, which is uh, what do we have coming? Um, We just did the birdcage, and uh, and then we have an episode on Luca coming out. 
Hell yeah. Very nice. With some gas. Yeah. Birdcage is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Luke is so fucking good. That movie good. class class podcast Something is so I- fucking good. Thank you. Something I love about the birdcage, and I will definitely listen to that episode, is that it just fucking ends. Like yeah. the, it just <laughs> ends. And then like it's good because you're like, oh, it's over. Oh, it's over. And it's just over. Anyway, more movies just need to end, everybody. <laughs> that was a great movie to revisit too, because I hadn't seen it in a while and like I, obviously, everyone loves Nathan Lane, but I didn't realize like how good his performance in that movie really is. Yeah. Like uh, everybody is impressed with Robin Williams because like that was such a it felt like a brave and like different role for him to play. But like Nathan Lane is such a a, a great actor in that. Um, so yeah, definitely check out the Birdcage and listen to our episode. Good, good, good deal. Yeah, I would definitely listen to that episode. And uh, you can follow Rich on R- Rip on Rich Cammy on all socials, but mainly Twitter. And you can go to Piper's Alley uh, Thursdays. <laughs> nope. nope, not Piper's Alley anymore, my friend. It's I-O. I-O. Thursdays, Fridays. Check me out. Part of minor league, part of house party. We're having a good time. You can go to CSCChicago.com. Hiya. You can follow me on Letterboxd, because that's the only fucking social I, I, I want to do. Hiya. <laughs> hey, uh! Anyway, that was the that was the toned down version of the high. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh. Yeah. Come back next week. Where we're gonna be. Uh. We're gonna be talking about the Muppet Christmas Carol with a special guest. And we might revisit Muppet Family Christmas. I know I am. Ooh. Peyton, have you watched it recently? <laughs> Muppet Family Christmas. Yeah. Um. Last Christmas, I did. Okay. I haven't watched it. I watched that and Emmett Otter. Oh, in. Emmett Otter. Rip, have you you watched Emmett Otter, right? I have not watched Emmett Otter. Oh, you got to watch that shit. That shit was on Prime Video. It is the cutest fucking thing yeah. ever. And what's even cuter is the bloopers. You got to look those <laughs> yeah, the up on YouTube. Are are, those are some great bloopers. <laughs> anyway, come back next week. We're going to talk about that. Uh, not, not, we're going to talk about Muppet Christmas Carol. Anyway. Rip, take us out with a quote, please. Mama, papa, poop, poop, chihuahua. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.